Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and we're here to review the movie Elvis uh, from his childhood in Mississippi to his rise to stardom in Memphis, Tennessee, and its conquering of Las Vegas, Nevada. Elvis Presley becomes uh, the first rock roll, uh, the first rock and roll star, and changes the world with his music. Um, tell me what you thought about this movie because I end up not going to it. Um, I think this movie might have gotten on your nerves. <laughs> yeah, that's why, so, actually, when I realized that, um, yeah, I said yes to go into this movie when I didn't have a bunch of other movies, and then a bunch of other movies came out, and I was like, why am I going to this? And I was late anyway, so I was like, hmm, I don't give a shit about all this, so, no. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie, I went to see this movie because I usually watch Baz Luhrmann, Luhrmann's movies. I'm I'm not gonna lie, that's what made me go. And... He has this uncanny ability to put together a good score that has absolutely nothing and almost no place. I should say soundtrack that does not really go with his movie, but it's how he contemporizes things. So I wanted to see what he would do. Plus, you know, I'm from the South. I don't mind Elvis. I don't really like him a lot, but I don't mind him. Now, I think this movie is going to make people who have a certain picture in their mind of Elvis happy. They were very careful to act in service to the legacy of Elvis, so it's my understanding that the Presleys are happy. Um, this felt less like an Elvis biopic and more like a story about his manager. Tom Parker, played by Tom Hanks. But it's engaging. It's a cohesive narrative. They do some really interesting things camera-wise, and Tom Hanks makes an amazingly good, unreliable narrator the same way he did in, like, you know, Cloud Atlas. But again... I might be in the minority of people who like Cloud Atlas. Um, I will say this, though. If people aren't talking about Austin Butler's turn as Elvis Presley, when we get down to, like, uh, newbies, breakthrough performances, I, wouldn't, I would be very surprised if we're not talking about him then. Do you know anything about Elvis? Uh, he was white. You almost. So is that a no, Charles? I just don't give a shit about Elvis. I just I didn't don't, ask I'm... you to give a shit about Elvis. I asked you know anything about Elvis. No, because I don't give a shit about Elvis. Okay. Well, I think this movie is interesting in the way that if all you know about Elvis has always been funneled through the he's the great music, white hope of rock and roll, this is going to be a very different take and a very interesting take. So movie-wise, I thought they did some really smart things in framing, it, but it's some of the better work that I've seen from Baz in a really long time. You know, I think, honestly, I think I can say the last movie I've enjoyed of his 100% across the board was probably his Romeo and Juliet and Strictly Ballroom. That's not really saying a lot. 
So those are that's ninety six and ninety two. But um, I was about to say I was like, yes, what? I was like, when's the last time he did something that was actually fucking interesting? Hmm. Yeah, it's been I, most people would say two thousand and one with Moulin Rouge. I personally say ninety six with Romeo and Juliet. But the same way that he kind of did this whole idea of contemporaneous elements blended into a story. This is mad costume drama energy because it spans through like decades and truly the movie ends with Elvis's death, which happened in like 77, but it's told from a posthumous point of view. So beginning of the movies is in the nineties around the time when Parker is about to die. And then he goes backwards. So if you know anything about Elvis, if you know anything about his legacy, one of the things that was that came out after his death was that he was being held hostage financially by these horribly I mean, you want to talk about the worst 360 deal ever made with a management company? Elvis wins. Period. Hands down. I don't care how in much <coughs> black folks got exploited, uh, didn't own their masters. Tom Parker took a 50 percent straight off the top of everything elvis ever did ever 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 and he had a like signing power and all sorts of stuff so from that aspect hearing about all those types of things and the way they did their story plus they blended in some of the storytelling that we really liked with what guillermo del toro did in his movie about carnies so there's some like foreshadowing and some really great things that are done cinematically but I mean, unless you really are interested in hearing about Elvis or you really like Baz when he likes to do big, bold, gaudy kinds of things, the story's going to come a little light for you because they they gloss. They gloss over him. They they I know they say this is from when he's a child until he's grown this movie. That is that is that is a flat out fucking lie. They yada 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 his childhood. Like you get a couple of moments to hear things and you realize relatively quickly, all of it's a dog whistle to gloss over the fact that Elvis got put on doing a cover of a black man song. And they try to make it seem like that was just a thing that happened between musicians back in the day. And on one level, that's not untrue. You know, his family was poor. They lived in poor housing that was in Black neighborhoods. He grew up around Black people. So Bass really heavily tried to lean into the implication that he wasn't appropriating. He was simply being who he was based on his upbringing. And as a Black person watching this movie, I get that they want to kind of take a step away from the whole idea that Elvis was racist, but Elvis's life was extremely complicated. And you have to be interested in digging into all the contradictory things about him if you want to make a movie that's anything other than we don't want Lisa Presley mad at us. And I think it became more important for them to make sure the Presleys were happy than it was for them to have any kind of depth or honesty. I think Austin does an amazing job it's really fucking uncanny at certain points in the movie. And he does some of his own singing blended in with actual Elvis tracks. And every once in a while, you can't tell who is who. So that was, you know, he does a hell of a respectable job. It's just watching a movie about a man, you know, the very first song he ever sang, he got out of juke joint. 
And the only person in the movie who's Black who has a speaking line outside of something in the context of music is Kelvin fucking Kelvin Jr., who plays a young B.B. King. And they use that in service of sort of kind of making it seem like Black people gave Elvis permission to just go full Elvis. So it was a little discomforting at those parts. But the rest of the narrative and how Tom Hanks played it, I mean, I I was engaged for the whole time I was there and I was pleasantly surprised when I came out. So I'm kind of conflicted because I, I, my first impulse was to say this wasn't a bad movie. It was interesting. It was enjoyable. It's not necessarily my full cup of tea, but I, 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 I was shocked that I didn't come out of this movie like with an attitude or something, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> I'm not surprised by what you're saying here, which is why I didn't go because I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested in these. Like, I'm not shocked that they would, of course, they're not going to piss off the Presleys. I mean, yeah, so you're going to get that kind of film. So I'm pretty sure the performances yeah. were, were good, but like, it's pretty much exactly what I expected it to be. Um, sounds, sounds I mean, like, it, and, and it's yeah, also this, it, well, and that's something that actually, I, I, I don't want to watch. I don't, I like I I one this is this movie is heavily motivated by his mu- music and I know how you feel about those so that's not your bag out the gate but I think they do a much more honest job of making it clear you can't talk about Elvis's music without talking about black music than any other movie or any other story or any other commentation commentary on the time I also think with the way that they have like they have Tom Hanks use like some heavily coded language not because they're trying to skim around things but because that's how people talked right and i think the way that they played that on one level it's a cop-out but on another level it opens the door for you to see and hear things in the context of the time periods it was happening in a way that i don't you don't usually get when you have this kind of figure but it's not enough. It's truly not enough to save this script, if that makes sense. Like, I think Austin Butler did a great job as Elvis. There were times where they had him turn at an angle. And if I didn't know any freaking better, I would have thought that they had switched to archive footage of Elvis. Um, but they underutilized him for a movie that should have been about his life. He became, I know they wanted to play up the whole puppet master <clears throat> aspect. But I think they took too much away from him because he wasn't a complete shill. He wasn't a complete shell. He just, I, I, don't, I don't know. They, they hella downplayed the fact that a lot of his life was driven by being in the church. Like, they imply it, but they don't give it to you. And he does this thing that non-Black people do when it comes to talking about or showcasing what it looks like to be in a black, you know, Pentecostal, uh, evangelical kind of setting or like, you know, a, a, a tent revival type situation. And it, that felt really gimmicky and it, and it felt a little gross as a black person watching it. I was like, what are you, I mean, it's right there. You have this opportunity. You had this moment and they even set it up and they clearly shot it, but it didn't make it into the final movie. Like, you can tell they shot more 
footage with the little boy who plays Elvis when he was living in the black community, the moment up into where he got introduced to music and he also got introduced to the church and they do the most blasphemous fucking thing in this movie. I can't really say, but I guarantee you, if you see this movie, you're going to get to this point and they do this overlay and they juxtapose two different things that are just integral to the black community, especially coming up through the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And they do this kind of overlap thing where Baz is more interested in drawing the implications of C. You can see the way his influences came together visually and sonically. But as a Black person watching it, I almost had a color purple church scene with the pastor talking about the juke joint music you could hear blasphemy kind of moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he understood the the aesthetic that Spielberg built with that, but he had zero comprehension of how you're supposed to handle those kind of stories. And they absolutely yada yada the fact that uh, that his wife was a teenager. Like they skipped straight over it, the whole. It's funny how many of those. She ain't those, those well, yeah, it's funny how many of those movies actually tend to do that. There's a lot of that with these older movies because. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. yeah. If you've ever seen the older movie about Jerry Lee Lewis, um I think that's the only movie that honestly showed the relationship, the problematic nature of the relationship and what it did to Jerry Lee Lewis's career when he came back to the states and it came out that he was not only married to someone who was under the age under age but she was also not that removed from him in relation and this movie i mean they did they gave it a real hollywood treatment it was really pretty and they gave it kind of that that cinematic moment they also blurred time a little because if you know anything about the time period around, this was also around the time where there was movie rumors where he was being seen with people in Hollywood, like James Dean and Natalie, and the rumors about him hanging out with Natalie. So they blur time a little to yada yada over some of the plot problematic stuff that they do. And it was really uncomfortable the way that they built the relationship that he had with his mom they made her like two parts helicopter mom, one parts, you know, uh, well, one part like fervent, this is my baby, but I, I can't let him go, but also drunk, drunky brew brew. And I'm like, what are, what, what are we supposed to take away from this? So there were a lot of moments in here where things that used to be rumors about that you would hear or I would hear when I hear my parents talking about older music and Elvis comes up in the conversation where half the people were like, oh, he was just a thief. He was just a lech. But the other half of the people were like, well, no, he actually grew up around black people. His comfort level was black people. So when they put it in the context of this movie and through the lens of someone like who his manager was, they actually don't play away from the fact that people were trying to isolate him and separate him because Elvis represented a violation of the segregation laws as a human being who existed. And they wanted to turn him into, you know, American home, apple pie, 
They wanted the family-friendly Elvis because they wanted to label everything else he was doing as animalistic and primal and as a result of the, quote, negative impact of the Negro. And I think that's the best thing that they handled in this movie was putting it back into the historical context. And those elements of the story, without them getting really heavy into it, because he touched lightly on it, I think he did the best job of showing exactly what racism looked like and how it manifested in lives from people who just thought there was a given that Black people weren't supposed to be living like, with, around, or compared to Black, white people. And I don't know if it's because he didn't know how to handle it that it came off so well, but those elements of that this movie actually worked best. That's why I say I don't... I was pleasantly surprised. I was shocked that they actually used the character that they did to lead into the story. Tom Hanks is, I mean, he's in the second act of his life and I'm actually really enjoying it. And anytime that he gets to like act like an insane carny and a smarmy dude all shoved in together and he has zero fucks about what he looks like, you're going to get a solid performance. And he's also playing a highly like unlikable character. So it's great with him as the narrator because two-thirds of the shit out of his mouth, you already disinclined to believe. So it leads you... It, it, it lent a lot of power to the images they were giving, whereas we... I would have preferred for us to let... for them to let us actually see Elvis's life unfold in forward fashion. And again, they also skip over him fucking around on his girl and why she left. Uh... This is probably also the most logical and grounded. And I feel like this is probably what came from the Presley family of how Elvis ended up a drug addict and how he ended up stuck in Vegas. That part of the story was very interesting and engaging. And if you like, if you like musical movies, if you like the kind of bio trip pick treatment, if you like to see behind the veil about how certain things work, quite frankly, you know, a little mobby. All of that shit is in this movie, and for that, you can enjoy it. But overall, the best part of this movie is the most underutilized part of this movie, and that's bad because it's Austin and he played fucking Elvis. So I guess if I had to give this movie a rating, I would give it a... I mean, you know, my standard score is a five. It's better than a five. I guess I would give it a six and a half. It would be a seven, except for there were some moments where some of the more contemporary song choices he made, they were just so wrong that it messed up all of the vibe and goodwill that he had built with me to that point. Like, I don't know why Doja Cat's in anywhere near this movie. I, that what? doesn't make sense. Why would you that, do a I don't, this movie with contemporary? I don't know. Parts of it worked. Some of it worked. It's just his obsession with a certain blend of where hip hop and pop meet. It it is it's almost a hundred percent fail in Elvis in a way that it wasn't in Gatsby in a way that it definitely wasn't in Moulin Rouge. Now, if you take some of those more elements and you talk about what he made them look like visually, 
it's a spectacle and it works. It's gorgeous. If we're not talking about this movie when it comes to hair and makeup and costuming and set design, I will not understand why. But when it comes to sound engineering, score and soundtrack max, mix, this this was not 100% out of the park. And it was enough of a problem for me that it keeps me from giving this movie half, higher than a six and a half. If that makes sense. No, that, that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Yeah, I, it's just, usually I can go with it, but I don't want to want songs off your soundtrack, but not because they were in your movie. Like, I shouldn't want to divorce the songs I liked from where I heard them. And and that is something that he is not, I mean, he was money when he did it for Romeo and Juliet. And I feel like he's just been trying to kind of catch that vibe again, but it's not 1996. There's no, he doesn't have Prince. He needs to let it go. A long time ago. Yeah. But, but so, yes, some of his older style techniques, they work because of the, the kind of uh, vaudevillian carnival elements especially when it gets to kind of him doing a reenactment or a live enactment where he had to mirror something to actual footage of Elvis. Cause again, there were a couple of times I was, I'm like, is that Elvis or is that Austin? And it was because they did such a smooth transition in and out and you've got nice cuts and you've got fadeaways and you've got drop shots and you've got like wide spot, all these things work together. But I think the best thing that I enjoyed about this was a moment that was in almost complete silence. It's like they've got they've got Elvis in the foreground off the carnival, and then there's a flag or something that waves, and a word just kind of floats by uh, Elvis's head while he's in the frame with Tom Hanks behind him, and you just get it, and it fully encapsulates everything that works about this movie and why other parts don't. And you would get it. It's because they have Austin framed to where right behind him beside his head, you see the word on a flag floating that says geek. You get that reference, right? I mean, we just watched a whole movie about it. Yeah. So when those moments were happening and those things were being allowed to work, it works really well, but Outside of that, it's it's a lot, but yeah, no, nothing you're saying makes me sad that I missed this movie. I can just catch Austin doing Elvis impressions on late night shows, and I'm fine with that. I don't need to actually go see an entire movie. How long was this movie? I, um, two hours. Nope. 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 Stop, I'm gonna stop you right and... there. Nope. Mm. I I know. It, I nope. This is what's crazy. Oh my about god! Me. Two hours, almost two hours and forty. Oh no, nope. Yeah, nope. it's like two forty-five. Nope. Nope. This is what's crazy. Mm-mm. You got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, man, what? somebody, somebody was looking out for me. For me, I do. No man, I don't like having to work late, but damn, I'm glad I work late because I would have been pissed sitting in that two hours. And I 40. don't think. Like yeah, I, said, yeah. I only, I, I only think, said yeah. that I was gonna go to this because I didn't get, a, I didn't see all the other movies we had, 
And then all of a sudden, I get as soon as I say yes to that, I got a flood of other movies that I actually want to see. Here's the, now, don't you guys know this? I, by the time this month ends, I would have seen two animated kids films, and I would have. You guys know how? Because I said this to Brandon, and he was like, "Oh, you're going to that?" I was like, "Well, it's Pixar and this Minion, so yeah. I mean, those are those are, they they get me for those. So I'll brave the kids and the crying kids in the theater." I will not sit through two hours and 40 fucking minutes of Elvis, though. I don't give a shit how good your Elvis impersonation is. Fuck that. Absolutely not. I, mm, I go to Vegas and don't see Elvis. Imper- nope. Nope. Absolutely. No, nope. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And that's why I was like, you know what? It's too long for us not to have gotten more pure Elvis. It's okay. It's not good enough. You know I love documentaries, and I love it when someone can find a way to tell a fictional story that's inspired by real events, make it interesting, lean into any of the crazy and bombastic. So this story is not as ahistorical as a lot of people assumed it would be. A lot of this stuff is based in fact. You hear and see things in here that no one's ever said out loud. There's a whole lot of the quiet part being said out loud in this movie. And the aspects of the story about around his life that are absurd, those are the things that work amazingly well. And like I said, the part where they start giving you the implication of him on a leash and how he got that way and the moments where things were bucking and what was happening as he's growing up, all of those work together. But for two hours and 45 minutes, you don't walk away with enough Elvis. You really don't. This is a movie about Tom Parker. And what he did to Elvis and the impact that had on Elvis's life, his career, and his legacy. And for a movie that's called Elvis, that's two hours and 45 minutes, that's not okay. Listen, um, <clears throat> there better be some, 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 some buildings blowing up, some superhero shit. And even then, that's a stretch for two hours and 30 fucking minutes or two hours and 40 fucking minutes. You want me to sit through two hours and 40 minutes of Elvis? Come on, got me fucked up. You on, lost your goddamn Look, I'll mind. say this. If this had been, if, uh, like, okay, I stayed for the whole movie, watched the whole movie. If there has to be a comparison of what's happened for these types of celebrity biopics of, you know, iconic figures. I am not mad that I stayed for this entire movie. Bohemian Rhapsody was a shorter and B won awards. I had to go maybe it and have. find a way to see the end because I left. I'm just saying maybe it shouldn't have though. It won some award. No, it shouldn't have. Just like Remy shouldn't have won. And I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how you feel about it. Um the movie what, that wasn't a biopic. It was. It was. Uh, I don't know what the hell it was. I'm still angry about a lot of the things they did. They didn't even have the songs in the right chronological order for a movie they swore to tell in order. So when it comes down to those basic elements of the things and the benchmarks that you have to hit in a biopic, where you're talking about someone's life, you've got that. You got your act one. You got your act two. You got your part one. Your part three. All of that, and it's in order. His use of music, it happens right. The points that he wants to hit where people are going to recognize things, you know, early Elvis, uh, Elvis when he first gets put on, Elvis when he gets his ass in trouble, Elvis in the military, post-military Elvis, Hollywood Elvis, Elvis on the downslide, Elvis who reinvents himself. 
All of that shit is in here. You get good chunks of it. I don't feel like you get enough of the tangible parts of his life as us seeing it acted by Elvis rather than him doing something with Tom Hanks's voice talking over and giving his interpretation of the meaning of those things. But when this movie is at its best, when they let Austin be Elvis. So because they waste a lot of time trying to do this mirror thing, he can't save this movie. It doesn't come to Heather all the end in the way that it should. And for two hours and 45 minutes, I came out pleasantly surprised. I came out enjoying it. It's still better than a lot of the things that I've seen. It had more respect for history and for the person, but they still don't get to pretend like they get to use Black people as a vehicle. So I'm not really happy with that because he's a really complicated and contradictory man. And the parts they wanted to focus on about the contradictions are the parts that wouldn't upset any white people. And I just don't think you get to walk away from two hours in, of your life after Elvis and that be the case. You can't. Fucking Hound Dog isn't his. I mean, I think the first legit song that was his was Are You Damn Lonesome Tonight? So, yeah, no, you would have been pissed. I think you might actually have had a moment where you just stood up and said, and? <laughs> and then left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would have been pissed after working a long day, because I was, I was going to barely squeak it in, maybe like, around like 15 minutes before the movie started. And so I would have been pissed to get there. And I think I even, on the way there, I think I saw how long that movie was. I was like, fuck. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think Baz understood the assignment that was given to him. He did as much good service as it could. But accuracy with the fine details of Elvis's life were not a priority in this movie. And the second that you say that and you're talking about Elvis, your movie has already not been more than serviceable you can't take one of the most melodramatic and controversial figures in black or white america and yada yada the fine points you can't that's that should be against the rules but you know lisa's happy yeah so i guess that that works right yeah Um, all right uh anything else on this um no. No. When does this one come out? Is it Friday? Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, no, June 24th. No. So next week. Wait. Next week. Yeah. No, it comes no, no, out no, next no. week. It, I mean, wait, when does it? When, why does it not have a. Why does it, they usually have the date. When does this movie come out? I did not check because you usually have that no, information. No, you, so you, now I'm no, spoiled no, it's, it's, and lazy. No, no, no. So this is what happened. IMDb is always trying to change shit up. So I'm looking at it. I'm looking on IMDb and I'm like, where are you hiding the release date? So it is. It does come out on the 24th. So yeah. Well, I mean, this is also one of those movies that's been pushed. So I can see how things get a little confused. But honestly, um, the week of the 24th, when you're looking at movies that are coming out. It's going to be a heavy week. And honestly, 
There are two other movies that are going to drop the same time as Elvis that if you're going to the movie theater, sight unseen, I can tell you both those movies are probably give you a higher level of enjoyment and a longer lasting impression than Elvis will. Like, unless you are a diehard Elvis fan and you really just want to see what they do and or you're (laughs) pissed off at how Elvis was portrayed in the get down. You're not going to care about Elvis two seconds after you walk out. But I like I like you can you can truly honestly truly honestly see that a lot of this is just he can't let go with his obsession of the the intersection of hip hop and pop, but he's reached the point in his cultural journey where he doesn't have the range. Yeah. He needs more black friends who are American. And he doesn't have, or he needs friends who basically tell him, you should not do that if you're not going to give any black people speaking parts. Or it's not okay that the only speaking part that you have for B.V. King is in this framing. Or I'm pretty sure that's not the introduction or impression you should give to Little Richard on screen unless you'd like someone to slash your tires. It's great that you showed that his relationship with Beale Street in Memphis was real. It's fabulous that you showed all the costumes and things that Elvis wore on stage in his early career when he was really just doing rock uh, rock and roll or country and rhythm and blues. He had a black tailor and he shopped in the same place that B.B. King did and all that stuff. It's fabulous that you did all of that. But you need to do more than use black people as place markers or the juxtaposition while the white guy talks in code where every other word you know he would say is nigger. You feel me? Right. Like there's a there's a heavy there's a heavy dose of that where you can just hear him saying, well, I don't know what his like. They're just sometimes they have Tom Hanks saying things and I'm firmly convinced that Tom probably changed the language because he's not dumb. But the heavy connotations that they just kind of let linger and they never balance out are about segregation and the fact that he wasn't accepted by white people and he craved, he craved certain things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a six and a half. I can't go higher than that, even though I enjoyed it. Okay. I can't. All right. Well, um, if you have no life and you want to give it away to through two hours and 40 Stop. fucking minutes of Elvis, um, go check it out. It's the 24th. I'm sorry. I just, more, I, I couldn't remember. Also, no, I, no, I couldn't also remember gonna, why. Look, the movie's going to find its audience. The audience is just yeah, going to be niche. People. I think it's more niche than they're expecting. But if you go to movies that Baz makes because you want to see what Baz is doing, this is an absolute Baz spectacle. And in that regard, it holds up. So filmmaking wise, it's, it's an, it's an interesting ride with what he does, but if Elvis isn't your bag, or if you were expecting any kind of like actual live Elvis beyond just the performing, beyond just a couple pivotal moments, they don't dig in. 
So you can have a life and still want to see Elvis and go see it. It's Mm. just you need to manage your expectations because as good as Austin is, it's not good enough to make this movie what it could have been if they had wanted to do something more than give Elvis's complicated, contradictory moments, portions of his personality, jazz hands. So I'm not going to let you completely insult the audience there are people who will want to see this movie. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet the people that listen to us are not going to want to see Elvis. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Who they, I said I don't know who they are, but they might. But we don't just have... I mean, you never know who listens to us. You I keep know. finding I random know. people who listen you to know, us. You know, it's weird. You know, you're right. You're right. You're right. But still, you know. We're not going to end on a... You know, we're not going to end on insulting the audience. I can't let yeah. you do it. Yeah. Um, because right. it's rude. I'm one of those people who went to see this movie, so I'm not going to let you do You're, that. I can't no, let you, you do went that. to see it, it not because you really wanted to, but because we kind of need to to do this. Come on, no, you don't count. It doesn't count. I don't care. Oh, well, no, if you if you were not doing reviews, right? I would have waited this on TV. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I rest my case. But I still would have watched it because I would have wanted to know what they did. Because you would have been at but home, and then when you realized what they were doing, you would have turned that shit off. Or I would have rage texted somebody. Yeah, somebody I, asked me what see, movies am I hate watching see, this see year. Saying, Elvis see, was see, on that see, list. I'm not lying. See what I'm saying? I see, just don't. See, have why are you arguing? I just don't think like anybody's going to have the balls to give him the the complicated story on screen that he deserves. You, and I do mean right. deserves. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. But why? Why are we doing this? You you know what I you know exactly what I meant and why I said what I said. And yeah, because it's my job to be controversial. And exactly. according to okay. Deepalm, you know, okay. I pack my bags and carry them and gotcha. jump them everywhere okay. and make value so. judgments. But I do. It's my role. Uh, make sure Just you guys subscribe. Movie trailer reviews podcast. Uh, we got more stuff coming up. We got a lot of reviews <laughs> to do. Um, I'm, we're giving. We've done too much on Elvis already. So, um, <laughs> these motherfuckers get way more of my time than I. I've. I have not said the word, the name Elvis, this much in forty years of life. So congratulations. There's something. <laughs> There's a positive there, all right? Okay, I will, um, I will stop tormenting. Uh, yeah, so more stuff coming out, movie reviews. We also have some stuff coming out on premium. Stay tuned for that. Uh, um, we just got to get everything coordinated because it's, it's been busy, folks. So stay tuned. We got more stuff coming out. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>